So we keep walking in. We're, I would say, about halfway. And then, like, we just see these eyes. <laughs> and so we look, we shine our, we get closer, we shine our lights. It's a skunk. Okay. And then it, it runs back. It just, like, keeps running. So then we're like, okay, let's just keep going. So we're on skateboards, actually, and we're, like, paddling on the ground so that we're not, like, bending over and stuff. And, like, so we're paddling, and then we keep going, and then we see another set of eyes. Oh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Loose Ends Podcast. Today we will be expanding on Super Bowl predictions and all that kind of stuff. Yes, sir. How's your week been, Jack? Terrific. 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 Am I lying? Probably. But uh, I'm just happy that the audio sounds like a lot better this time. Yeah. Last week, you always got to just rip the bandaid off. Right. Start. True. Very true. But uh, I I won't explain to you the change that we made to make it sound so much better because it's actually very, very embarrassing is is the truth about why it sounded rough the first time. But uh, we're back this time and we're excited. We're ready to go. For sure. For sure. So let's just get started. What we wanted to talk about. You have some, it's not like, it's not like taking a hot take, right? But you have something you want to say about this upcoming Super Bowl, because as of today, as of the day we are recording, we know who's going to be playing in it. Yeah. So we have the 49ers versus the Chiefs, which actually is pretty crazy that they both made it to the Super Bowl because I would say Ravens were definitely favored and uh, 49ers against Lions. People were all going for the Lions. And the 49ers had, like, the craziest comeback in playoff history, I believe, to be able to make it to... No, fun to, fact. Literally, yeah. sorry to cut you off, but, like, literally fun fact. I was shocked, and I was in disbelief the first time somebody told me that the Lions were not going to the Super Bowl. Because um, when I checked in on the game, I only checked in once, but it was the third quarter, and the Lions were up. And so, so I, I'm pretty sure... San Francisco had about a 17-point run yes. in the third quarter to take over the lead. It was like a crazy series of events, too. Like, they had one crazy catch where Purdy just aired it out, hit the cornerback in the face, and then uh, Ayuk caught it on, like, the one-yard line, I believe. It was such a crazy catch. Do you think people are excited to watch this next Super Bowl? Because... I've heard a lot of complaining just from people around us that are just upset about the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl and also San Francisco. A lot of people are picking a team because they genuinely just do not want the other team to win. It's like it's literally like the election when you prefer one candidate over the other because you just hate the other one. Yeah, I've a lot of people are complaining about these two teams because a lot of people are not fans of the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey phenomenon and all that stuff. But also just Patrick Mahomes have been there four out of his five seasons, I believe, in the Super Bowl. It's true. And, um, I mean, I, me personally, I don't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I'm just kind of tired of them. This is, I about, a new... this is like San Francisco's about eighth appearance, right? That's what I saw. That something right, like, something yeah. like that. This is a high number, but um, if there's anything that I've learned over the last couple of NFL seasons, it's that surprises and upsets aren't really happening right now you kind of it, it's no, no there's been no excitement no hype no oh my gosh i can't believe that happened if you know what that, I'm that's why a lot of people say that the nfl is scripted because right. all like this stuff is the same chiefs uh eagles i mean not so much eagles now but um 
49ers, all these big teams you have heard of for the last like three or four seasons, they've been hot. Why? That's why I wanted to see the Lions in the Super Bowl because this was their like first playoff win since like the 80s, I believe. I know. And then two years ago, I think they had like maybe one or two wins and there's a whole bunch of losses. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see underdog teams do that. I wish San Diego where we are. I wish the Padres could do the same. I mean, they, they've been winning, right? They've had some yeah. winning seasons, but at the same time, I'd rather them have an actual nice playoff run like the, um, like the Lions have. Except for we kind of relate to them in a sense that we didn't have the success of actually making it to the World Series. We got really close. But it's just kind of like the Lions. We get super, super close, and we just didn't. It didn't work out after a ton of losing seasons. There was some hope there, and then it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's why they call it the San Diego Curse. I mean, we lost the Chargers. Yep. The Padres are just always not very good. I mean, who we got? We got the goals for hockey. Oh yeah, not good goals. They're. I don't even think they're in the. They're, I don't think they're in the Premier Hockey League. I think they're like the minor league or something, Yeah, but they the still sucked. We lost the Clippers about 40, 40 years ago now, so we haven't had an NBA team. Now we are one one city, one team. That was the, that was the motto right after um, the Chargers left was one city, one team, and there were SDSU putting billboards everywhere. SU, SDSU was putting that up? Yeah, they were putting up one city, one team. Pretty, no. good, pretty good strategy. I mean, everybody's really, really upset about the Chargers leaving. Yeah, I mean, it's bittersweet because, I mean, everyone wants a team, even though they were not doing too hot. But, I mean, a team's a team. You can't really complain. But now, do they ha- are they better off in L.A.? Probably not. No. I mean, their season was terrible this year. But they, fire- they fired their head coach, and they're getting uh, Jim Harbaugh, which just won Michigan's, uh, what was it, their first, like, national title in a while. But yeah. I understand, but so there's something I really want to talk about today. Yeah, we talk about football. We love it. However, I'm having a growing. I'm, I'm football's growing on me because of you. But President Donald Trump was just sued and lost his lawsuit by E. Jean Carroll, who argued she argued sexual assault and defamation going back to the mid '90s. Guess what? Okay, this is the settlement. He was ordered to pay her. $83 million, and it only took the jury about a couple of hours to reach this verdict. $83 million? Are yes. you serious? And that was after he already had to pay her a couple of million dollars. Now, if you look her up, and you look up pictures of her leaving and going into the courtroom, you could just see a smile on her face. She doesn't look like a victim. Yeah. She, there's just a, she's wearing a huge smile on her face, showing all the pearly whites going in and out with her very, very expensive designer bag and clothes on. Oh, my. It's like, okay, if something happened, right, we have to, we should believe them, right? We should support, we should rally around them. But yeah, once you reach the point where you are behaving in that manner, you're smiling, for all the, you're smiling for all the cameras. You're looking the cameras directly in the lens, and you're giving a big smile you're smiling with just your your teeth and your eyes. You seem very, very happy. And you're getting a large settlement like that. It's very, very um, interesting to look at and to question. I'm starting to wonder how the jury didn't look at this woman. Look at her attitude going in. Yeah. Look at um, Trump walking out. 
I mean, that's not something Trump does often. I mean, he's done it before, but he does it in a, he does it in situations where he feels like he's being completely disrespected, or he feels like he's not getting um, he's not getting tr- uh, fair treatment. We saw this on I think it was um, I, I don't I wouldn't say it was sixty minutes. But it was an interview that he walked into, and then he ended up walking out because he didn't believe it was fair. He, he oh, I that, saw that. Yeah. yeah, he told her that um, I'm forgetting her name, but she's done 60 minutes interviews. She's a very successful journalist, and he said, "You know, you give Biden the easiest softball questions. I just want this to be fair." And then he walked out. So, whenever Donald Trump feels like there's a non-fair situation, he will leave. Yeah, and this is just an example of that, and it's really tough to look at this um, trial and see that the, the they came to such a short verdict, it seems like, do you think that the decision was already premeditated? Everybody already knew what they were going to decide on and that the jury was already um, biased against Trump? Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of that kind of works out. A lot of the Democratic views are like, just throwing all this stuff against all these like Republican people and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, Biden, like you said, throwing him softball questions. There's so many like easy questions. Like they even asked them. I saw one place. It was like, what's your favorite ice cream? It took him a few seconds to say what his like favorite was. I just don't understand how like that works. You know what I mean? You listen to the journalists and they ask him, they're like, Hey, what flavor ice cream is that? And he goes, chocolate chocolate chip and they go yeah good good. job buddy you did it yeah so this is gonna be the very first election that you get to vote in indeed i will be 18 so i can imagine you've already made up your mind about you're gonna be voting for it's donald trump oh i was gonna say biden (gasps) no i'm just playing of course get out (laughs) Actually, could you move your face to the closer to the mic? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, believe it or not, that's actually the problem. We were just last time we were just sitting too far from the mic. Okay, so I want to tell you a story. This weekend at church, there was um, our pastor was preaching. We have very famous, very successful, amazing pastor, and we were um, on a series talking about um, stewardship. So this is like you should be donating, uh, you should be tithing, you should be a generous giver. He was in the middle of that message. He motivated one lady so much that she had an offering and she walked up to the pulpit in the middle of service. And at first, like watching something like that happen is scary. Like no matter what, if somebody goes up to pastor, it's it's, it's scary. Like no, it's yeah, it's super weird. It's just like all eyes go on them. It's like even it's like she's just giving an offering. It's a fear a lot of people have. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because she was completely excited and completely moved to donate, and it was just it just ha- so happened to be at the complete wrong time. And then, as he tells her that you know who who's to handle something like that, and so did he say anything? Yeah, he said he said, "Ma'am, uh, you're gonna have to." You're gonna have to go to another guy about that because uh-huh. he, you know he's he handles those affairs. So he like stopped everything and said that. Yeah, in the middle of the service. I've yes. never seen him like stop anything. He usually just like continues preaching and then he lets everyone else do everything. I've never seen him like actually stop his for those, like, sermon. For those, for those of you listeners who don't know, 
Um, our pastor's name is Dr. David Jeremiah, and he's one of the world-renowned, most famous preachers in the world. And in the middle of the service, um, a, a lady walked up and had an offering. And there's a, there was that was one of the most packed services I've ever ever been in. And everybody's eyes were on her. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. a phobia. Don't you think it's almost like a phobia that people yeah, have? Yeah, for sure. Is, is you do not want to be in that position. So when you saw somebody else doing that, you felt so much, um, you felt nervous in, it, for her. Yeah, for sure. And then she she walked out and then pastor, he goes on a little bit more um, on the message. Then he looks back to everybody. He looks in the audience and he sees that everybody is looking at the door where she just left. And then he says, is, is everybody done looking over there? He's like, I just really, I, I look out there and I, I see everybody's eyes are out there and we all had a good laugh about it. But it's just, I never thought I'd see a situation like that. Have you ever been at an event and you've seen somebody rush up to whoever it is? Like this was a very nice and kind, she, you know, she came from a good place, but have you ever been at an event, maybe it's a concert or whatever, and you've actually seen somebody rush whoever was on stage? Uh, I actually have. I would say it was maybe a year ago. It was actually at church, too. I was sitting in the upper deck, and this one guy came in late, maybe 30 minutes late. Mm-hmm. He had on this backpack. He wasn't in the nicest of, like, nicest of clothes, so everyone was kind of like little sketched out. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he had a backpack on and he kind of walked, kept walking down the aisle like he's going to the front, but then he sat down. So mm-hmm. there, and then like, I'm pretty sure he got, I don't think he got kicked out, but there was definitely a few guys, like it's, the um, head security guys that went to him and like, like confronted him. Cause like, I mean, I don't think you're supposed to have a backpack in there, and but like a backpack of any kind walking next to a world renowned pastor is so sketchy. Any figure, um, if any figure security is really going to have to like keep an eye on whoever has a backpack. It's just something I've never. Yeah. And he walked in late too. So it makes it even more like kind of sketchy. You know, we don't do that. Yeah. But you know, I I never thought I'd see something like that happen. I was actually, I was once at a Trump rally and, um, there it, it was, if anything, if, if this rally was known for anything, it was in, um, it was in Bullhead city. Right, right next to Laughlin. So there's a border. You're on the border of Arizona. It's like the tri-state area between California, Nevada, and Arizona. Yeah. And it's on the border. Bullhead City is on the border between um, Arizona, which is where Bullhead City is, and then Laughlin, which is where Nevada is. And so the reason this um, rally stood out from other ones is because there was an airplane that was flying because th- this the event was at a at an airport now yeah was the plane was probably wasn't trying to land cuz that'd be super unwise but a plane did fly within the vicinity of of you know where the president was and an F um an F18 actually came and did a maneuver and and shot sparks at it really as a warning then Trump pointed it out he looked he poked and he he pointed his finger or I should say poked uh. yeah poked He'll poke the air, pointed a finger right out there. He said, I think it was something like, just look at that. They're doing their job. <laughs> That's the most Trump thing I've ever heard. He's hilarious because the exact same um, rally, there was a mic issue. And he says, you know what we do to people 
who um, don't get don't get everything done correctly or to do stuff like this, as he was referring to the mic, he said, "We don't don't pay him. You <laughs> just don't pay him." <laughs> I bet that guy was like stressed for his job too. Oh, he probably lost his job. Yeah, maybe. I know. Never know. If you go to those rallies, though, it's not all Trump supporters. It's not. There are a lot of people that you can tell are just there to witness what was going on, but they have like a lot of hate towards him. Um, there, I was standing. There were a bunch of rows where you couldn't, you, you know, you weren't gonna sit. And it was kind of after I was, I was actually in the front row of people standing. And then everybody in front of me got a chair. And a couple of people walked up, and they were standing. Um, they were standing in front of me, and you could just tell on their face they had a, just a, a large amount of disgust for him. But they just wanted to see because they were curious. That runs a lot of the time. Yeah. So, you were telling me about earlier this story. Um, this this was just came after I had gone into a tunnel near our, near our school. Um, and you said, you told me a story about just, and it was appalling and disgusting, but you went through a sewer tunnel yourself. And I, I'm really curious for you to share this right now. I want you to share this. Story. All right. But so, um, I would say I was in second to third grade area in the area by my house. It was me and two other guys. And so we were pretty short around that time. So we could walk so you were in with your brother, right? I was. Yeah. yeah. Brother. So we were pretty short around that time. It was about a five foot tall, like drainage tunnel. So it, it was huge. And you could tell people had been in there before. Was there graffiti on the wall? Yeah, there was actually like the whole thing surrounding it was, and then you'd walk in. I mean, there was, it was actually graffiti like at least halfway through. Cause this thing went for maybe two miles, I would say two miles. Yeah. It went under all so these houses. Go yeah. Through the in- entirety of the tunnel yeah we did so oh so it started somewhere right so it started somewhere did, did you get to did you pop out on the other side yeah so oh, wow. we started in this one area it was a little past my house and then we walked all the way through and um we kept walking and then it ended in this random like green space area behind like neighbors like miles and miles away and then actually like funny story too is we walked all the way through. This is a whole different time. We've went through this like three times. Is it still um, able? Are you still able to go through it? Yeah. Oh wow. For sure. But um, so we get out of this thing and all these dogs start barking at us because we're just kind of in their neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah. But also in like the green space behind their house. And um, this one old guy comes out and he's like, you guys cannot be there. Um, this is trespassing, all this stuff. And he's like um, yelling at us, where do you live? I need all your names, all this stuff. He's like, it's so dangerous down there. I know people that die, which no one would have died in there. Yeah. And um, he's yeah. like, in World War II, there was gases that like, and all this like <laughs> random, he's just making up all this stuff to make us feel like scared and like he tried, bad. He tried to scare you with Nazi Germany. Yeah, I don't understand why he like said something about World War II. I I had like a GoPro on, so I actually got it all on video too. Oh, you still have it? I don't know if I do, oh. but I think it was on my it's, old it's computer gold. that got corroded. I'm, I was actually so mad about it, but yeah. um, 
this guy and then we had to we're like okay sorry sorry and then we ended up just like no, we didn't get in trouble or anything we just right. we walked out he i forgot i think he was just like well don't do it again next time and like saying all these like snarky things so then we just walked around and we got out and then i mean we laughed about it later but no. actually going back to my first story right okay was um so we walk in we like this is we're in like second and third grade which i said um and this wave of just like smell of skunk hit us Ugh. it smelled so gross but we're like we're in we're young so right. we're pretty immature and like all this stuff and we're like oh let's keep going so we keep walking in we're i would say about halfway and then like we just see these eyes <laughs> and so we look we shine our, we get closer we shine our lights it's a skunk okay and then it it runs back it just like keeps running so then we're like okay let's just keep going so we're on skateboards actually and we're like paddling on the ground so that we're not like bending over and stuff and like so we're paddling and then we keep going and then we see another set of eyes oh but the thing was they were maybe 3 inches off the ground and then all of a sudden we're f- we're shining our light cuz you can't see the actual figure of it right. but you can see the reflection from the flashlight on the eyes so we shine it we look and we see and then all of a sudden those eyes go from 3 inches to like 3 feet and we were so scared and 3 we, inches to 3 feet of So like it was like a we don't we still don't know what it was but it was either like a coyote or mountain lion or dog or, i don't know Dude, so it was like it was laying down but it stood it up oh yeah so then we we all saw that and we turned so fast so me and my brother picked up our skateboards and ran but this other kid thought it was a good idea to grab his skateboard and chuck it at the at the, the figure okay and he ran too and to this day we we went back there and we still don't have the skateboard. So we something or someone stole the skateboard. It was probably somebody. Um, so you went through and it smelled like skunk. Yeah. It's so weird nowadays that anywhere you go in San Diego County, this is actually, this probably goes for the rest of San Diego or in Southern, uh, this is the rest of California at least, I should say, sorry. And Southern California at least. If you smell skunk, I always try to discern. I play a little game. Is it skunk or weed? Because I can't what? even tell. I can't even tell. It's gotten so bad. Yeah. All Pacific Beach smells like skunk. Oh, yeah. Every time I go to the beach, it's always so sad that when you just, like, smell it, you're, like, it's just, it's hard to Well, the smell, the smell lingers for a long time. Yeah. It's like anything you smoke, the smell will stain, um, it'll stain whatever and wherever you smoked. It's like my dad and I once, um... He wanted to get a car to commute to work and we, and we checked out this car. I think it was, it was not new. So it was used. So we, you know, like like a marketplace and it's like, you go in and I I forgot whether or not we got it. If, if we didn't, it's because the second we got in the car, it smelled so heavy of smoke, but it wasn't the cigarette smoke. That was the problem. It's, it's when you try and cover it up with like a, bunch of Febreze, a bunch yeah. of all that. And you get in and it just gives you a headache. It's rough. Bro, I actually love like OfferUp and like the used market, like 
Facebook Marketplace and all that stuff, you can find really good quality stuff for a really good price. It sounded like an ad. It definitely was <laughs> it not. It sounded like an ad. But like, I've gotten like, uh, I bought my car on there. Mm-hmm. I've gotten like a bunch of random like things. But, yeah, no, like, I, I got my Jeep too. Really? I got my Jeep on, I think it was Craigslist. But it's been the best vehicle. No shame. Craigslist is sketchy though. Craig, it is. Have you heard all those stories? No, no. So like, um, these people set these ads for like random uh, things that they're selling, but it's actually, they're not selling anything. And like they, kidnapping. Yeah, it's like oh, kidnapping really? and like like other bad stuff. So it's actually super scary. That's why a lot of people don't use Craigslist, uh, Craigslist anymore. So is there like um, like a, an admin team on Facebook Marketplace and all the other apps and websites that are able to look into it a little bit more and like Craigslist doesn't have that? Or what do you think is happening? Uh, that is a possibility. I don't really know. But it's also maybe just like everyone that was good went to those. I mean, that's like all really the decent good. people are selling off of these websites. Yes, yes. And all of the bad people just end up on Craigslist. Yeah, all the creeps just go to Craigslist. It's so hard to find anything now on Craigslist because dealerships use Craigslist to advertise all their products. I hate it when I was trying to, I was looking for my car and there's all, all these like good price ones, but it's like, oh, it's 10 grand per month. And like, yeah. it looks like it's selling this car for like 10 grand when it's like, monthly you gotta just try to click on for sale by owner it's my tip yeah for craigslist users in the world go click for sale by owner if you're going to use it so that you can filter out all that so uh but buying used thing i recommend so have you ever do you ever buy things on craigslist marketplace offer up and you fix up and resell it like you you know you, you got a niche for being able to do stuff like that um, there's definitely a possibility like later in life and stuff, but I mean, I'm a kid, so I don't have that much like money laying around, but I have like bought quads. So I bought this one quad for 600 bucks and I, I rode it like all the time. I put zero money into it. I mean, besides like registration, which is like 75 bucks, mm-hmm. but, um, I bought it for 600 and then, you know, kind of like recent times how prices have gone up in all these motor vehicles so you resold it i resold it and i got uh 1800 bucks so you get that's all so, your money all my money oh my god so i'm good for you i like doubled at way more than doubled but like this just shows you how like it's easy what you just gotta take really good photos a good description yeah I mean, it's always hard though some so many people those are like flakes and they just like oh I'll come, I'll come to your house. And then it's like nothing ever happens. That's a big problem that I actually have. Um, every time my dad tries to sell something, there's a lot of people that are all talk and then they, you know, you agree on the price, you do all the negotiations ahead of time, and then they just do not show up to your house. Yeah, that's why you so don't give your address too. You don't want these guys just knowing where you live. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a situation like that happened where some ram dude actually he asked for my address i was um i was on my way home from my cousin's house i work out yeah at his house and there, there's a back road that i like to take it's gravel the sign before if you're if i'm leaving my house and i'm going down that road the sign as soon as i'm about to um as, as soon as i'm about to get off my road to get onto that dirt road it says end of county maintained road so that means that somebody has to own it 
But most likely it's a group of people. It's not just one person. Yeah, like a neighborhood. So I was taking my Jeep home from there, and there's this there's this kind of old guy that stops me, and he's standing in the road, and his um I'm not gonna give his name out, but he asked he first he admired the Jeep, which is like it got to the point where he's like I'm I'm wondering if this dude actually wants to steal it because. You know, he just kept commenting yeah. how nice the Jeep was. How, so nice. And he's like, you know, you're, you're such a good looking dude. What? And I was like, what? Um, how old was this guy? Uh, he was at least 65. Oh, worse. That and makes it worse. so he asked my name and I, I gave him my first name. He's like, you know, what's your, yes, what's for your, your phone number too? What's your last? <laughs> what's your, well, we didn't get that far, but he's like, you know, what's your last name? And he's like, so hey, listen, can I get your snap though? <laughs> Oh, dude! If he had, ugh, I don't even. I don't even have Snapchat. That'd be even worse. So he's like, um, you know, I kids like you, just they just tear up this road. No, the he, voice. He, he no. didn't sound like that, but um, he was complaining about the fact that you know Amazon, Amazon, not me. Amazon is the problem, and he, Amazon is the reason he needs to repatch the road. And how, you know, if I, I, I can actually come back on this road, it's okay. But he just, he needs my address. And oh, I'm like, creepy. Dude, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm like, no. He's like, so so where do you live? You you live up in like, you know, some, some, somewhere around here. And the last thing he says is, are you afraid of me? And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, well, well. How well, old were you? Well, well, um, this was actually a couple months ago. Oh really? I'm like, well, well, I um um, I'm not afraid of you, is what I said. I'm not, even though deep down, I I was like really weirded out. Well, it's just that's so creepy. But the thing is, after I was done, he said, "Well, then I don't want you coming on my road anymore. If you're not gonna give me, and then he passive aggressively, um, told me to leave. He told me to get off this road. But what I found out after that is, it's it's. A group owned, you know, road group maintained and like nice try, bud. But I just I don't go down that back road anymore. It's just weird stuff like that is happening more and more. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal it is, but yeah, so many of those just like weird people. I don't know. It's just like I guess with like technology and stuff, a lot of it like they can hide behind a screen and be weird and stuff. And they deteriorate as people. Yeah, they become weirder and weirder. But um, if you want a sense of normalcy, um, if you want to take a break from watching the disgusting news, a show that I really got into is it's a part, it's different from pop culture, and it's it's not like you know all the movies that Hollywood's coming out with. I recommend watching The Chosen. The Chosen has been a super good show, and I know you. I'm pushing you now to watch it. It is so good. So you have not seen a single episode. I think I might have seen like a YouTube clip, like a. Because it's been going for a little bit, right? So it's on Netflix. Um, I watch it on I, I watch it on Peacock. Okay. And it, the TV show follows the life of Jesus Christ, and is it, it's um, there's flashbacks to his childhood. However, it mainly focuses on his ministry and the disciples. So as a group, um, as a group, the ministry uh, and how he gains his disciples, where they travel, and they hit direct Bible verses like. There's there's an entire scene where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and it's like the entire John three sixteen is happening right there. It's really? so cool. That's actually really cool. I, I really recommend um, that 
that if you don't watch the show that you start because I notice when you wa- when you watch it you leave feeling good and you you do not have to worry about what you're seeing. You know what you're seeing is going to be perfectly fine. You know it aligns biblically. Like their goal was to make the show be as closest to the Bible as possible. Yeah, that's really cool because you know how like movies are usually pretty far off from the books and, and like even if yeah. they are trying to make a Christian movie, I feel like they never hit the mark. They they always um add too much pop culture into it. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen Evan Almighty? I have not. So, or Bruce Almighty. So it's Steve Carell is in one, and then Jim Carrey's in the other, and it follows. And Bruce Almighty is Jim Carrey becomes God, and it, it's supposed to be the God of the Bible and whatnot. But Evan Almighty is is relates to the flood. So, oh, yeah. um, he Steve Carell gets elected to Congress, and he ends up. As um, he ends up living, you know, this nice lifestyle, gets a very, very nice house for his family. But God calls him to be, um, to build an ark. So he's going to build, he has to build an ark, and God doesn't tell him why. And it's supposed to, It's the movie is supposed to mimic the Bible and, um, you know, copy it. And it just ends up like. Is it making fun of it at all? No, it just, it misses the point so many times. Yeah, it's not biblical, but it tries to. Um, it, it tries. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it, it doesn't hit the mark, but with the chosen, it, it genuinely hits the mark. I think I've actually seen maybe one full episode. It was really good because, like, I'm pretty sure we read in Bible class the verses that was like being said in the clip, and then it went. Um, then we watched it and it was like really close, like word for word, what happened. And everybody's like accurate to what the people actually looked like back then. Um, there's Matthew, the tax collector that shows what community and what society was actually like back then. And if you watch the very, very first episode, um, there are already rumors about Jesus before he had his disciples, um, because he he was just a, such a wise he was just such a wise man, starting from when he lost his parents at the, and he went into the temple, and it starts off with graffiti written, um, and it's talking about the the coming it's talking about the coming Messiah, and I I recommend this show season four is actually about to kick off by the time this episode is released this episode will be released on February second the first three episodes of season four are coming out. And so where we've gotten in the story so far from seasons one, two, and three, we are now at the point where Jesus is starting to have a lot of rising tensions with Roman authorities, and John the Baptist is going to die. This It, it all aligns with how the Gospels go in order from you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John 1 all the way up to the end of those books. So get, if you're not watching it already, Highly recommend it. It's one of the few shows that actually leaves you feeling good after you watch it. How crazy. Yeah, that's actually really cool. So are you thinking you're, thinking you're going to watch it? I think I might. Maybe. Check it out. You're so busy. I am We're really crazy busy. busy. Yeah, but... Um, so you're thinking about instead of playing sports in the spring, you're thinking about getting a job instead. Am I? Have you ever thought about that? What do you do instead? Because we, you know, we just had lunch with a friend and he was just talking about how he'd rather instead of playing sports, he was going to play golf. But instead of doing that, he'd rather get a job. Well, that's you. Yeah, that was me. You're trying to say that's you. You're yeah, that's play golf? me. I'm playing golf. You're playing golf. Yeah. We need a coach. 
No, we have a coach. We do who? It's um, it's one of our uh, small group leaders is going to do it. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, David Rojas. Shout Listen out. to our podcast. Shout out. That's actually so cool. Golf is one of those sports where it's like you know you you want to pick it up at some time because you need it for the rest of your life. It's like a negotiation, like how you play golf is how you do business type beat. Yeah. I mean, um, I would way rather play sports in high school than get a job just because, in my opinion, you can you can play, uh, I mean, you can work your whole life. And right. as a high school, you kind of just like, I feel like you deserve just to like play sports and like kind of chill because, I mean, you have your whole life in front of you where you're going to be working a nine to five job day in and day out and it's just gonna i mean you you'll never be able to go back to high school and play sports again you yeah know you're what I mean? so right make it sound kind of depressing but you are the you are like the example of high school sports because there's only one qb1 and that's you so it's like you can be you you are the example of like you need to enjoy high school sports now before it go away because you know what truth be told most people don't go d1 oh yeah for sure and if anything, it's it's a lifestyle. It takes up it takes up every day, it takes up like twelve hours plus of your day, and then you gotta go to school at the same time on top of it. So I really appreciate that you've been able to actually find the fact that you need to enjoy things like these and not just see everything as a job. I struggle with that. Yeah, I mean it's really hard because you just gotta find your priorities. Because I mean during football season, football has to be my like number one priority. Which I mean. It's not good to have that as my number one priority, but I mean, I wake, I wake up, I go to school and then I have a three hour practice every single day, except for, except for Sundays. Cause even Saturdays we have like a film session of what we did wrong, what we did right, all this stuff, talking about the other school that we're going to be playing. I mean, it's just like you have to eat, sleep football. Dude, you are, you are so busy during football seasons. Are you like, do you feel like an expert amount of tired, like an extreme amount of tired? I mean, it took, it took about two, three weeks after the season to fully like get like hundred percent again. Cause actually I got knocked out from the season, right? Like our second to last game with a concussion and stuff. So it took me even longer to get like a hundred percent, but I mean, even now, we've already started morning workouts. Ooh, so yeah, right. I'm up every morning at 5, um, get to school at 6, and then we work out for an hour-ish. You got that true Sigma grind set. You know what I'm saying? But um, getting a concussion, I'm actually very curious as to what it's like. Did you know, the second you got a concussion, did you know what happened? Or were you confused? What, what was it like? Um, so I got a really big hit, so I was fine. So I, I hit, I took the hit. I was on the ground. I stood up really quickly and all of our coaches saw me stand up really quickly. So they told me to go down because mm-hmm. I was, it like knocked the wind out of me. My head was throbbing, but you're also on, on adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't feel as much. So I went down and then I took, we were still on offense. So I took, um, maybe four plays off and then our backup quarterback got blindsided and he got in, uh, got in concussion four plays after me. Jeez. So they were just throwing cheap shots. But, um, so then I was on the sideline. I was taking a knee cause I was just trying to catch my breath. 
Mm-hmm. And I saw that we had no one in there. So I, I didn't even talk to our trainer, our coaches, anything. I just walked on the field and, and that play, actually, I got my rushing, my first rushing touchdown that whole season with a concussion. concussion. Yeah. That's crazy. I got like, my parents were not very happy about how I went back in. What's it like though, living with a concussion? Because you get your head hit once and that's kind of God's way of saying, okay, you need to stop that. That's God's almost like free pass. It's not really a hall pass because you still get your concussion, but at least you get to kind of relax from school and stuff. Is that what you mean? At least you get to recover most of the time. At least you get to like, of um, take that as your warning and then avoid it happening again. Yeah. So what happens is once you already have a concussion and then you hit your head again, then you're in for, you're in trouble. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm so glad I didn't get hit on the time I went back in. Cause you you could, something could seriously go wrong. You could seriously yeah. damage something. And you know, the, all of a sudden after that, you have issues that you can't get rid of for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, going back on, you said, what, what is it like? So it's kind of, so you just have, I had a really bad headache and I had, um, I got whiplash from it. So I had tons of neck pain and back pain. So ongoing for maybe three months after. So I'm all good now, but it took a while. So I was, I was in my room with the lights off, even like a, like a iPad over my eyes for three days i would say just in my room i couldn't do anything i couldn't mm-hmm. watch tv go on my phone anything like that because it was just like concentrating and looking oh, would like kill my head jeez that's crazy all right to kind of wrap it up i really am curious as to how this week went in your year in a bible plan or your sorry your bible in a year plan i'm just curious as to how that's going um uh, what you read and because you're you're on day nineteen now, yeah, I'm on day nineteen. So that's that's seven more days than last week's. So I'm just wondering how that how that's going for you. It's it's been going really good. So um, I missed Saturday and Sunday because I was super busy. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, or I mean, I missed Saturday and Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So Sunday night, I went and I was like. If I don't get caught up now, I'm never going to be. Could be true. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to spend, I think I spent like 30 to 45 minutes and I just did both days. Mm -hmm. I was like, I really wanted just not to get like caught up in all of it. So then I've been really good with, with my morning uh, schedule. I listen to it while I drive. Mm -hmm. So when I didn't drive on Saturday or Sunday, it just got my consistency messed up. Right. So now I'm all good and like I feel like it's really helped me like change my mindset because mm-hmm. like when you're in the word it just shows you how like little we are and how like because there's times that like we have way too much pride in ourselves it's so true that's so true so like reading the Bible just shows you how he provides for those right and like um it's just really amazing how it like he's like they say some people say money brings happiness, but it's really happiness and joy comes from the Lord. Right. So it's, he's the one that gives you everything, whatever you own, your emotions. He just, he like runs through your life. It's just really amazing. I read a Bible verse today, um, this morning it's second Corinthians twelve nine, And it says, 
But he said to me, My power is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that completely sums up basically what you just said, in that uh, we focus too much on uh, how great we think we are, that we forget how great God is and how much we actually need him. And that's a great way to wrap up this podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I say we start with... Or we start now with ending with scripture every episode. I oh, feel like yeah. that's a great way to end. Great idea. But this this has been a great this has been great. This is a great conversation. I thank you so much. And to wrap it up, tell a friend about this podcast. If you spread the word. If you don't have any friends, tell your family. And if you're completely alone, walk up to somebody on the street and say, Hey, listen to the Loose Ends podcast on Spotify. We're pending on Apple Podcasts. It's coming up soon. And we're on a crud ton of other platforms, including YouTube, which is actually our main platform. Thank you so much for listening. Good seeing you guys. And hope to see you next week for episode three. Woo! Thank you so much for listening.